Listener Production. Hey, just before we get into our episode for today, a quick heads up, in particular for First Nations listeners. We feel it's important not to shy away from our history, both good and, of course, bad. And in this app, we do talk about past crimes and violence against First Nations peoples that some listeners might find distressing. I acknowledge the lands and waters of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, which this podcast is recorded. I acknowledge that First Nations sovereignty across the continent has never been ceded and that First Nations are the first lawmakers. Welcome back to another episode of Black Matters, a podcast that's all about First Nations matters and, of course, why they matter. My name is MC from the Hit Radio Network and joining me, as she always does, is land rights lawyer, First Nations advocate and newly added to her LinkedIn bio podcast host, of course, she is a Wiradjuri and Wawan woman, Teela Reid. Welcome back. Yama, my favourite time of the week, hanging out with my old mate. Because that's that's the thing that a lot of people don't understand. They're probably going, who are these people and why are they doing a podcast about First Nations issues? Well, what's going on here? So we, we've, we've known each other. I've known you longer than almost as long as all of my closest friends. Yes, over 20, it's 25 years, I think. And you is. thought that you could escape me, yet here we are. Yeah, and you've still never in your life beat me at basketball. But that's for another day. We're here to talk about serious issues, not my lack of sporting abilities, if that's okay. That's for the follow-up podcast, Basketball Matters. Now, we've just come off the back of Reconciliation Week, and I think it's fair to say that a lot of people wouldn't even have known that it was Reconciliation Week, let alone what it actually means. So let's start this week's episode by explaining what Reconciliation Week is or is meant to be. Well, if... Anyone doesn't know about Reconciliation Week, they should know. Because be it's been around for over th- three decades, so 30 years. But Reconciliation Week is a week in which the government have marked for reconciliation between Indigenous and non-Indigenous Australians. And the dates are significant from the 27th of May to the 3rd of June. The 27th of May is the anniversary of the 1967 referendum. Within this week, there's also Sorry Day. Explain what that referendum was for those that are unaware. For 1967, Mm -hmm. the referendum in which Australia overwhelmingly passed by 90.77% of Australians voted yes for the federal parliament to make laws with respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Because prior to 1967, the power to make laws in relation to Aboriginal affairs rested with the states and territories, or back then, the colonies. It's, you know, that's not ancient history. That's literally living history. Mm -hmm. And so that was the turning point. 1967 was when federal parliament got the power to make laws about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. And as you said, it also marks the anniversary of National Sorry Day. Within that week also marks National Sorry Day, the anniversary of the apology, and that leads up to the 3rd of June, which that date is Mabo Day. And so the 3rd of June is the day the High Court handed down its decision in Mabo Number 2 that effectively said Terranalius is a myth. They overturned the fact that Australia had been built on, up until that point, the land belonged to no one and it recognised native title at common law. So from the 27th of May to the 3rd of June are significant dates in the diary that the government have now called Reconciliation Week. 
Do you think that the government put this week in with good intentions and they genuinely hope that this is a week that starts conversations, hopefully moves us forward to a better place, or, or, or is it a week where they're just going, great, box tick, look at us, aren't we legends? Reconciliation Week, in my view, has become a week of rhetoric. Mm-hmm. It's been almost three decades now. The term itself was supposed to deliver truth and justice. While there has been undoubtedly improvements made yep. in Indigenous affairs, the term reconciliation, in my view, has been used to avoid the real issues at the heart of this nation. This is a week that's become, for example, a week of morning teas and scones and reconciliation action plans to tick the box for the Aboriginals to come and work in, you know, corporate Australia. One, in fact, it totally avoids the real foundational issues of our nation. We're still a nation that hasn't signed a treaty. We're a nation that was built on ignoring the voices of First Nations peoples. And so there's a lot of work to be done. So it's it's become a week of kumbayas as opposed to a week of action. In the conversations that you and I have certainly had, and I'm sure it's a, it's a term that you've used on, on this podcast before, the word reckoning mm. instead of reconciliation. And because I... I Again, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a scholar. I'm not a. I'm not an expert on the English language, but but the concept of reconciliation is mending broken fences, as if the parties were originally on level footing and things were okay. They went bad, and it's about bringing them back together. But it's hard to reconcile something that was never there to begin with. Well, you can't reconcile something when we haven't even met yet as a yeah. nation. Yeah. Australia, built on invasion, colonisation. These are just historical facts. You can't wipe away that history in celebrating reconciliation when we don't even have power over our own affairs in this country. It's been a week that's become one to feel good and massage out, I think, the the feathers and and whatever's been ruffled, but we're still expected to feel good about this week. And glaze over the uncomfortable truth which lies below it. So would you be happy if the term reconciliation was not ignored, not used, because it doesn't at all accurately sum up what we're doing and what we're trying to achieve here? I think it would be ignorant of me to say it hasn't served a purpose. It has served purposes, and I would say this. Reconciliation, the term and what we now know it as, for example, people would know, you know, their companies might have reconciliation action plans, Mm -hmm. kind of reaching objectives in your company and what you might want to employ more Aboriginal people. I don't know. Companies get to make those decisions themselves. And I actually believe in that space, it has made an impact, but it's probably made so much impact that it's allowed the public sphere and politicians to just avoid the real heart and soul of the issue, which the invasion of our nations. And I've spoken about this a few times about the way in which Australia was colonised, it was the land being dispossessed of us and effectively being locked out of an economy that we are still now fighting for our land back. I mean, that's why I'm a land rights lawyer. And it's, I think, it's been too many decades to get to this point to just feel good about our history. And we haven't yet sat with the discomfort of what we actually need to be grappling with which is the reckoning that needs to be done at the heart of our nation. So reconciliation did a job. 
that was fine, that term has got us to a point, but it's no longer doing the job, it's time to can, move on to something else. Can I say a pivotal moment on how the movement become about? In 1988, there was a statement called the Barunga Statement, and there's a festival in Northern Australia called the Barunga Festival. Mm-hmm. And back in the 80s, the Aboriginal people of Northern Australia met at this festival at that time, the Prime Minister was Bob Hawke yep. and he met with Aboriginal people at the Barunga Festival and they gifted him the Barunga Statement. In the 80s, it demanded a treaty. Hawke responded. There was an enormous promise and Pomp media. And ceremony and... People can probably picture it because it's it's actually not that far from our mind and or memory, especially for First Nations peoples. Yep. When there was a demand on the table for a treaty... He promised a treaty. And you know what we got? We got reconciliation. Let's not talk about the T word. Let's go down this path. Let's gloss it over. And with make reconciliation. It all feel good. So let's let's talk about this word reckoning that that I suppose more accurately sums up where we are and what we need to do before we can move forward. What does reckoning mean? Reckoning is really about sitting with the discomfort that comes with changing our nation and its structures and its systems and going to the heart of our nation's dilemma. You can't colonise an entire continent and ignore the fact that the many First Nations across the continent have never ceded sovereignty. And how they seek their sovereignty to be recognised is very important because there's many different nations. And reckoning really... It's not just the social justice issue that's been pitched to the nation through this process of reconciliation. It's a rule of law issue. For example, when Cook came to the continent, when he was ordered to find the Great Southland, and this is written in Cook's diaries, when he was ordered to find the Great Southland, he was ordered to seek the consent of the natives. Because this is something that I don't think a lot of people understand. Like there are rules of engagement, there are processes and protocol you need to follow. But when they arrived here several hundred years ago, they ignored the orders. Totally ignored. Ignored the orders. Their own rule of law. And the legitimacy of Australia really rests on this, I think. The way in which it grapples with the question of not seeking the consent of natives. And, you know, that's the language of the day. We would say now First Nations peoples. And a lot of different First Nations communities are really demanding this as well, that there be free, prior, informed consent under international protocols, something like the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples that really sets out international standards. Australia is so different to other nations that we can't just get over our history. Colonisers breaking their own rule of law and we're supposed to feel good about reconciliation. So reckoning is really about colonisers fronting up to what their ancestors did. I guess it's very hard to quote unquote get over your history when that history is not acknowledged. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that I think, and, and you talk about reckoning and that that can be more than just, you know, at a governmental level, that can be at an individual level, living with that discomfort, mm-hmm. acknowledging what has happened, because until we all do that, how can we move forward? Mm. And finally coming to terms with 
there are parts of our history that we shouldn't be proud of. There are parts of our history that should make us feel awful. And my ancestors were slaughtered. Some Aboriginal children were literally buried alive with their heads poking out of the ground and colonisers clipped their heads off while they were alive. This literally is history we need to come to terms with and women and Aboriginal children and I should say men who were warriors of the day, they have never been given justice for what has been inflicted on our people and I don't think that reconciliation is actually capable of dealing with the enormity of what has happened in our nation's past. And let's remind ourselves that we're not talking about ancient history here. This is recent history. This is history. This is that living is only history. A few generations ago. Do you think, though, is some progress better than none at all, or, or or are we just dipping our toes in the water here? And the job is far from done. Don't congratulate yourself. I would say to that, look at the statistics. In so many ways, it's getting worse for us as First Nations peoples. The gap is not closing. First Nations women in so-called Australia are the highest incarcerated on the planet. Aboriginal children are locked up at rates higher than before. And most people have heard of the stolen generations. Well, Aboriginal children are being removed at higher rates than in the past. So it's not a matter of getting over it. It's not a matter of just forget about it. I think that legacy of that attitude of get over it still lives in a lot of Australians. And I think we need to call that out. So we got an email here at the podcast, here at Black Matters, about a person that is wanting to learn more. We've got this referendum that's coming up about enshrining a First Nations voice into the constitution. You know, there are steps in the right direction being made. And I think there are a lot of people in this country that want to learn more and educate themselves so that when they go to that ballot box, they can make an informed decision. Uh, and this email said that they want to understand more, they want to do the right thing, they want to be a better ally to First Nations people, but at times they've found this podcast hard to listen to and it makes them feel uncomfortable to that person. What would you say? Embrace it. Embrace it. I think a lot of Australians are feeling that discomfort and sometimes myself included, like, think about this. If you're a non-Indigenous Australian who has been born into systemic privilege and born into a system where your identity has never been questioned, ever, imagine what we have felt like being foreigners on our own land. Some people say they feel like as silent refugees in their own country. Mm-hmm. It's really important to embrace that discomfort because that's where change happens. That's where you start the yarns and the conversation and that's what we want to happen from this process. You know, especially as great mates ourselves, Mm -hmm. having the tough conversations is really about, I think, the fact that we both really care about building a better nation. And once you have those uncomfortable conversations... That's when you can move forward. Mm. And if you ignore them, nothing changes and we remain in this circle going round and round and round and round forever. Mm. And I think the, the exactly that and what people then get terrified of, it's like I'm feeling really uncomfortable now I don't want to do anything because I think I'm going to say the wrong thing and if I say the wrong thing then, you know, then I'm going to be questioned in being a good ally and it's like actually you're an amazing ally if you're able to sit with discomfort and continually show up yes. in spaces 
where you're putting yourself on the line for an issue that matters to you. Mm -hmm. And that's why we are aiming to centre Black Matters and why they matter in this podcast because they should matter to all of us every single day. And the discomfort people are feeling, the reckoning they're feeling in and of themselves should absolutely be embraced. And we appreciate this person for reaching out, by the way. Don't think for a second that we're again. We're, we're glad that you've reached out and we're glad that you're listening and we hope that you stick with us. Absolutely. And come along for the yarn and, yeah, send us your questions. We're so happy to answer it. And I don't think any question for you and I is no, a difficult question. No, and I mean... Um, I- Ultimately, the podcast is called Black Matters, but so many things we are talking about, including reconciliation, including reckoning, including this nation moving forward, they're not just First Nations issues. They are, they are issues yeah. that every single Australian plays a part in. Absolutely. Now, let's finish up the episode as we do each and every week, um, because I think that as we talk about Black Matters, First Nations language matters as well, and I would like to learn a little bit as the episodes roll on week by week. What have we got this week? Well, can we really just stick with reckoning? Sure. I think it's like, and while it's not a First Nations language, I think it really is a term I think is important for all of us to centre language matters because even when we speak English sometimes, we're not even speaking the same language, I should say, especially as a lawyer. That is a profound lesson I am learning the hard way. The language matters word of the week is reckoning. Back to that person that sent in their email and thank you for that. Um, To everyone, yeah, just sit with that discomfort. This is the reckoning. It is okay. Continually show up for First Nations peoples because this is how we create the change for a better world, for the future of our nation, both First Nations and non-Indigenous children. We can't continue this journey, we can't go on this walk unless we do it all together. It's as simple as that. Oh.